Welcome to the Harnessing Happiness podcast. Upbeat vibes generated and transferred to you. Now here's your host, Sarah J. Naylor. Hello and welcome to Harnessing Happiness with myself, Sarah J. Naylor. Thank you, as always, for stopping by and listening to my podcast. Just love the fact that you're all over the globe. It's just awesome. So thank you for tuning in. Today, I've done something a little bit different and uh, I've got one of my friends <laughs> to be a podcast guest because we've got quite an interesting story. I'm going to hand over to Lorraine. Lorraine, please do introduce yourself to my fabulous listeners. Good evening, Sarah and fabulous listeners. Um, as Sarah says, we're friends and we do have an interesting connection, which I'm sure you're all going to hear about very shortly. I'm actually a hairdresser by trade. I've uh, been very fortunate to work for a big uh, colour manufacturer as an educator for many, many years, uh, which was fantastic. It gave me lots of opportunities. And then as life took me further on, I then found myself working freelance. Um, and then eventually I got sort of my, my life path took me into working for cancer hair care charity. Um, of whom Sarah recently interviewed the founder, Jasmine Julia Gupta. And um, I've been there for four years now. Um, and it's just, yeah, fantastic. That was a very Yeah, that's a bit about you. Yeah, I can't believe it's four years, actually, Lorraine. Because I remember yeah. having the conversation when... Because... That's right. You know, Lorraine was talking to me at the time this opportunity arose and it actually came in a little bit sooner than you anticipated, didn't you? Because yeah, you wanted to... from. The conversations obviously we'd had previously, you, you wanted to bring about some change, you wanted to do something a bit more worthwhile and this sort of kind of suddenly materialised. So you'd actually, <laughs> you've been putting it out to the universe <laughs> and it arrived somewhat sooner than you expected, really. It did, yeah, absolutely. You, that's exactly what happened. I kept thinking, I love what I do, I don't want to give up um, my hairdressing connections, but I just felt that there was something more that I needed to do. There was something more um, out there for me. I still had a, a calling, if you like, and it did present itself to me, uh, yeah, a little bit earlier than I'd expected. Um, and that decision that I had to make um, just coincided with one of your visits to London to see me, didn't it? And <laughs> yes. you, were, you were the perfect person um, with your, your background of recruitment to be able to discuss, you know, the, the, the pros and cons of leaving something stable and going into something, you know, completely different, really. So, yeah, yeah, the timing was, see, I, I manifested you over that weekend <laughs> yes. as well, didn't I? Shall we go back to the beginning? Shall we? Shall we? Shall we? Then yeah. we can bring it right back round to start. Easier, wouldn't it? Start yes. at the beginning. Start <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. So once upon a time, I think somewhere around twenty years ago, Lorraine, who lives in London, and Sarah, who lives and still does live in Nottingham, both entered a competition. <laughs> With King's Mill <laughs> bread, I think I remember you did the competition off the back of the uh, the bread packet, mm. didn't you? I did, yeah, because they used to have. Um, well, bread does still come in wrappers um, if you buy it from a supermarket, but uh, yeah, it was a King's Mill competition on the on the wrapper, and it was back in the days where you had to actually read all the writing and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not type anything but write you know answers on a postcard please wasn't it that that's how yes and I came to it from a different route because I was at that time gosh we're going back and I was I'd been with my 
ex-husband, I think probably about 17 years then, because I think my son was three years old. And I, hands up, I didn't have a life. I actually used to spend my life um, entering competitions, not doing podcasts, not doing the stuff I love doing and all the things I do today. But I actually would enter about 40 or 50 competitions a week. And I subscribed to the competitor's companion and in there it had this uh, competition, the one that Lorraine's just mentioned that she entered off the back of the uh, the bread and it was listed as a competition. So I entered it too. And um, it's rather magical when you get that L-W-E through the letterbox, isn't it? That long it white envelope. It's like, woo! <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It was... Um... And I think what's what's more amazing about this is that there were 10 opportunities to win this competition, but they were over several dates throughout the summer. So it just was coincidental that you and I happened to choose the same dates. Do tell everybody where we went and what the prize was, because do you know what? For actually, just all we did was put our names and addresses on a postcard and we were pulled out. And this is how so random it is. And that, and, and as Lorraine's just said, that the, the coincidences and the synchronicity of us choosing those same dates is just, I mean, I don't know what the odds are, but oh, I've gone all tingly. Yeah, <laughs> What's more bizarre is this particular prize, um, <laughs> when I tell you what it is, my family and friends couldn't believe I'd won this because this is something that most people can do and I can't. And the prize <laughs> was a cookery weekend for two in Umbria in Italy it was Umbria mm. wasn't it Sarah? it was in the Orvieto region I believe yeah right. yeah so I mean I was more excited actually about well, firstly winning something but secondly about going to Italy mm. <laughs> third was the fact it was a cookery weekend <laughs> like I said I'm not very good with food other than eating it which I do love um but yeah it, it was just magical wasn't it it was just incredible <sighs> oh it was just the most amazing place and the prize was just awesome so it was the cookery course which was yep. a, it was a cookery course a weekend accommodation flights car hire the whole yep. shebang there was a yeah. swimming pool with so it was like a, an elliptic elliptical swimming pool so you could see across yeah. when you're in the water you just saw across the countryside and we just stunning hit it off didn't we we just got chatting and obviously we did the course together and uh, yeah. oh just yeah. it was just the most heavenly heavenly yeah. location it was just absolutely amazing and we've been friends ever since and it's just like <laughs> Yeah, we have. And I mean, it started off letter writing, that old fashioned way of communication, because there was no mobile wow. phones then, was there? No, of course there, not. There was computers, but I don't think initially that's how we communicated, because I remember um, you you sending me further competitions where you picked up leaflets oh, in supermarkets yes. and you'd say, yes. so I continue <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> to <yes>. enter. <laughs> So, yeah, it was good old-fashioned pen and paper when we first Gosh, met. Gosh, that is lovely. When you used to get things through the letterbox and the whole, the whole, it was very sporadic with sort of entering. I mean, I used to win loads of things because I entered so many, but it was all down to sort of the envelope you put it in and how you decorated yeah. the envelope. And yeah. do you know what? Talking about it now, it just sounds so, you're going, Sarah, is that really what you used to do? But, do you know, it was great fun, wasn't it? Because you you never really knew what you were going to win. I mean, I'm actually curious, and I don't know if I've actually ever asked you this question. How did you get into entering competitions? And did you used to do a lot? Or was it just that I, I did a lot, we ended up meeting, and then, you know, obviously I started to send more. I don't know. what what. what? Yeah. Um, 
I did used to do competitions, but not the same scale that you did. Um, I did do, yeah, I did do a few. I think it's um, it, it's like a little bit of a bug, isn't it? <laughs> yes. you, you, you do, because I think I did a couple of like in my local newspapers, you know, those yes. low, yeah. low key ones and one an encyclopedia for the kids. Of, you know, <laughs> it's the actual thrill of winning. It's mm. um, it's quite addictive. And so I did do a few competitions before, you know, prior to the Kingsmill one. Um, but you you were saying about you you were subscribed to Competitors Companion. Yes. <laughs> well, I did as well. But that, ah. that, I did as well um, because we had we had that in common. But that wasn't my route to winning that particular holiday. Right. Um, I yeah, just yeah, happened yeah. to be buying bread that, that <laughs> week and, uh, and saw it that way. Um, but it was but, very yeah. different back then, wasn't it? There's something really exciting about it. It's something different. It gives you a bit of focus. And actually, you've got to be in it to win it. And a lot of people will turn around and go, oh, I never win anything. But the question is, mm. have you actually entered anything? Do you enter anything? And it's all down to looking for the competitions. And I, I, I'll say right now, you know, these big national ones on the television where you ring up and you pay so many. I don't do those and I've never mm. done those because I think if you've got to pay to enter something you what you're doing is actually funding the competition yeah, absolutely. you know it, it, and it's you know I've, I've made a few mistakes I remember entering something on the Febreze competition and I ended up with a, a dog rug and I don't even have a dog and it was only a cheap <laughs> <laughs> so yes yeah, always be careful be mindful what you're entering in case you want you know yeah, you don't definitely. it's not something you want but you know there's something quite exciting when you are entering and then you get suddenly get a notification that you've won in fact I have actually won a competition just recently, Lorraine. And so have I, Sarah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you go first. What did you oh. win? <laughs> well, I was actually running a competition myself because I'm a, I'm a coach. I had a real big push just recently. And I and I ran a competition myself for, for people to win a free coaching session with myself. So I'd done that. And it really sort of triggered my sort of... Um, you know, that whole th thought about competitions again. It's probably why we're doing this podcast, Lorraine, and talking about competitions. Because yeah. there's this power of synchronicity and the energy that you put out. And, you know, it just sort of radiates out. There's a lady called Karen Kingston that I've been following for many years. And again, this is sort of it's synchronicities and stuff like that. But when my late aunt passed away um, about three, four years ago now, I inherited a whole pile of her books. And one of these books was Clutter Clearing with Feng Shui by Karen Kingston. I sort of... Um, changed things in my bedroom and the layout of furniture and one thing or another anyway I've then realized she'd actually got um, an emailing list and I'm not one for wanting to get huge amounts of stuff into my inbox but I signed up and I she does a monthly email and I've entered a few of her competitions anyway I entered well I just it popped into my inbox last week I thought, oh yeah I'll press that enter that two days later congratulations you're a winner so I've got a clutter clearing competition for my clothes and my wardrobe <laughs> Oh, amazing. Yes, yeah. So anyway, so that's that's quite exciting. So I thought, I think I entered two competitions on the same day and that was one of them. So you've got to be in it to win it, folks. If you've got competitions, Definitely. do go for it. Because you just, the thing is, you don't know where it's going to lead you when you enter a competition. And that's how we met, which is like the, the sort of the, yeah. how, how random it was that we met and got chatting. And as you said, we then continued to communicate before mobile phones. In fact... Mm -hmm. My ex-husband still has a telephone, mobile phone number because I won his first mobile phone in a competition with Orange. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still oh. got the same number that I won. Crazy. Yeah. So anyway, what's your competition win? Did you share? 
what you were saying, like, you know, years ago, um, we spent all that money on postage stamps, didn't we? Yes. <laughs> putting putting <laughs> postcards through and uh, envelopes and filling in forms and things to try and win something, new set of saucepans or whatever it might be. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, um, Ideally a car, never got the well, car. Yeah, but... a car on holiday was the, the plan. The biggest, well, we yeah. The holiday, we did get that. So um, I do find nowadays, because that's not the way of comping anymore, I don't do it half as much, even though it's easier to, to do competitions now because it's like clicking a button, isn't it, on your computer? But that's the point, isn't it? Because it is just clicking a button. It's not yeah. the same excitement. Also, you get a higher volume of people, I think, that enter yes, as well. Exactly, exactly. So I was very lucky because you know my um, passion with Diet Coke. Yes, <laughs> Lorraine, really Lorraine <laughs> does like a Diet Coke. I do love a Diet Coke. I have a Diet Coke break far too regularly. Anyway, it was with um, with Coca-Cola. I don't know if I'm oh. allowed to say that, but they run... No, you can say whatever you want. I don't know whether they'll give me any commission, but here we go. <laughs> so... Um, Other yeah, drinks I mean, are available. Yeah. So Coca-Cola, they, they do often run... Um, you know, nationwide competitions quite regularly. And they've recently done one. It is a type-in on the computer one, but I didn't mind doing this one uh, because mm -hmm. I am actually registered to their website. So <laughs> that was easy. So you get a code, you know, on the back of the label or in, it's, it's actually inside the, um, the plastic cap on top of the bottle. So it was just putting the code in and I've won £50 gift voucher to spend in Harvey Nichols. Ooh, I thought you were going to say you'd won a £50 voucher to spend on Diet Coke then. <laughs> <laughs> that would last a week in this house. <laughs> oh, wow, Lorraine, that's really exciting. It's nice, isn't it? Because then yeah. I can... You see, this is the thing, so I've got this. And do you know what's also lovely is I actually received it in the post. They notified me by email. Yes. Yeah. I had a good old-fashioned long white envelope with Yay. my gift card in the post. And that's what was so lovely it wasn't just a, an e-token that I printed out and took up you yeah. know take with me I you know I've actually got it it's beautifully presented as well so, oh wow oh you know, how I wonderful make a real thing of it and it just makes the prize even more special so yeah but that's so, it do you know what you've just lovely. you've just used a word there that's that is really important it, it is mm. special isn't it you know yeah. and it is it's just I don't know, we live in such a crazy bad world these days. There's so much going on. You get so much coming into your inbox, so much happening. That, as you say, having that long white envelope coming through, not an email notification, not something that you suddenly randomly found in your junk mail or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You've had, you actually had this sort of notification. And it feels special. It feels exciting. And it, it it's tactile. It's having something yes, to it's touch. It's like when we had those win, those win notifications, you know, with that competition and, you know, meeting. Mm. And then we actually went on the cookery competition cookery course we learned how to make things we sat by the pool and, and then as we, as we said afterwards you know we kept in touch you came up to my house and then we've both gone through separations and divorces <laughs> we've changed yeah. the partners in our lives and, and we've just carried on consistently <laughs> sort of being in touch but before we go on to all of that you know going back to the competitions it's just that excitement of winning it's something like, it's like the oscars sarah isn't it i mean yeah. they come when they they do the nominees and they you know they they open up the winner on a tablet or an ipad on the stage then you know it's just not as much fun it's that that official getting something through the post physically opening it and taking out the contents and reading it and seeing it and knowing that you you know it's just something it is something special it's a, it's a lovely feeling and and like you say there's been so much doom and gloom around to have that little lift i mean i was absolutely i'd never 
expected to win anything you know na- a national competition probably yeah lots of people sit and put their diet code codes you know online and um it was such a surprise and i was so thrilled but the beauty <laughs> of it is as well is there is that lift but when you actually enter the competition there's not you kind of you you put it out there and you let go of it don't you because there is no expectation on the on the mm. win unless you've yeah. actually yeah when you've done slogan competitions and that's when you have to sort of uh, King's Mill, but bread is the best because it spreads beautifully, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, no, thankfully we didn't have to do that; otherwise, I wouldn't have entered. <laughs> <laughs> I did win a few on the slogans, actually. I can't remember. Do you know what? I, I, for a long time, kept all my letters saying congratulations, and um, I, I think it, I don't know how long ago it was now. Probably about four or five years. I just thought, Sarah, what are you doing, keeping all of these? But now I look back at, oh, I wish I had kept because you just got the dates. Yeah. But yeah, it's just the, I think the thing is to sort of anybody that's listening, if you know, if you do see a competition, it's usually the smaller ones are the better ones to enter. But as Lorraine's just proved, you know, just randomly putting your, you know, your details into a computer and it's not cost you anything. You know, mm. you've got to be in it to win it and you never know whether you might win or something, win something. And when you do, it's just such a lovely, it cheers you up. It lifts you, doesn't it? And it's mm, just, it, it puts you in a happy place. It does put you in a happy place. Yeah, it does. I mean, I suppose at the end of the day, sort of human nature, everyone likes something for nothing. And, um, <laughs> you know, well, yes. it, you know, it's a, it's a gift, isn't it, really? But it's a, a gift that I kind of <laughs> helped to arrive. Yeah, but you know what? You don't but know when you, you go to use your Harvey Nicks voucher that you then don't have a conversation with somebody who then you have a connection with or they connect you. Mm. It's that whole what that what that happens it's part of sort of that journey and i go back to how we met because we both entered that competition we didn't know each other from adam before we could have passed each other in the streets we would never have known who each other were but mm. we we met we got on we're on the same wavelength we've got the same values we've been really really i mean we don't see each other every day or every week we don't speak to each other every day every week but whenever mm. we catch whenever we speak we pick up it's like we've known each other for years, yeah. well, we have known each other for I years, have. but <laughs> but like known each other forever, you know. But we've got, you know, I come. Oh, I have to say, I come down. I go down to London to see Lorraine because Lorraine is um, is theatre queen. So Lorraine is brilliant at organising <laughs> tickets to the theatre. So we're always off to see something together. And if I'm not going out, if I'm not down there, she's usually seeing something with with a raft of friends. Um, but you know, we both like running. We've both got similar values on life, and it's just that mm-hmm. connectivity. But we we would never have met had we not entered that competition. And it's how that all connects together the synchronicity of it all and the sort of the journey and here's another thing which we haven't mentioned as well which is very another another spooky synchronicity Lorraine has um, a son and a daughter and Lorraine's daughter is my birthday twin (laughs) albeit obviously she's a lot younger than me but yeah we both have the same birthday don't we on the 19th of October I mean quite incredible isn't it I think the thing is when you start to have conversations with people there are there are always links if you sort of look hard and if you're curious and you ask questions and stuff like that but it's yeah, it's just fascinating. Anyway, that's that's part of our story of how we met and our love of competitions. And clearly, we're both still having a sneaky, sneaky enter of a competition here or there. And, and we're both winning. So when did you hear about your win then? A couple of months ago. You see, that email wasn't that exciting because I just saw in my inbox, along with loads of other emails, usually most of them irrelevant, um, 
and I'd, I'd saw it was Diet Coke and I just clicked on it, getting ready to push delete next because that's what I tend to do <laughs> with a lot of my emails that come in that are not yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not bearing gifts. Um, and I suddenly thought, and I sort of read the first bit, I think it sort of said congratulations, so that stopped me from deleting it. And then I <laughs> read through and thought, oh, wow, wow, I actually... It was worth putting that token code in and entering because I'm wondering actually how many people do do it. Obviously, there must be thousands, but, you know, so many people would probably buy a can of Diet Coke or and it wasn't just that it was normal Coke as well. I mean, it's just that I drink Diet Coke and they must don't bother like me to keep the plastic top, wipe it, put it in my handbag for later so that I can <laughs> I'm guessing there's probably many, many thousand that just bin it or hopefully well, recycle it. Would recycle, be what, absolutely, you know. absolutely. <laughs> there's so much on packaging and things like that. And it just, mm. I think it I think it becomes a noise. Yeah, I, think, I don't think people see it. They just buy the product, dispose of the packaging. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting. Think, but, you I know, suppose... you do have to take action and you do have to make an effort to do these things and I think it's the people that do make the effort and, and that's true of life you know it's, it's very um, symbolic of life in general because opportunities can be presented to you all of the time and unless you seize those opportunities things don't happen so you know we both seized, seized sought we, we seized that opportunity years ago. and you know likewise we have just both done just you know, you know recently and you don't know where that's going to take you on that journey but if you don't seize that opportunity and it could be anything it could be to do with somebody suggesting you, you oh do you want to walk down to the shops with me or do you want to do this or do you want to do that or an opportunity that falls in again mm. like the opportunity with you you know with jasmine julia gupta and the um yeah, the cancer yeah. hair care charity that kind of came to you out of the blue didn't it because you knew you were sort of projecting out what you wanted but you hadn't maybe you should have put I a date stamp on it yeah yeah I mean, it did come through one of my clients um mm-hmm. to be fair she was the connection um mm-hmm. but but yeah but that's that was still a connection that was made if that makes sense indirectly so yes was, yeah but it's so, putting it out there and it's talking yeah, about what it is you want to do and how things and it's, it's it's energetically putting things out there. It's doing stuff. It's taking action. Mm-hmm. It's and it's you know taking the plunge and and yeah. doing it like you did. And actually, I, you know, I was going to ask you right at the beginning, but then we sort of um, diversified back into competitions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what do you love about the job that you're doing then? You know, obviously working because obviously oh. interviewing and talking to Jasmine Julia, it was you know she obviously shared her story, which was fascinating. Which yeah. obviously you you told you you sort of referred her to me for the podcast. So thank you very much for that because the story is amazing. Yeah. And obviously what yeah. her side of it. But what is it that you? What do you enjoy about it? What do you get out of it? And what does you, what does your role? involved because it's you know if people are interested obviously they can get in touch with you via the cancer hair care charity or that you know what mm-hmm. i mean they can find out more because i know there's free resources but yeah, yeah what is it you enjoy about it well i suppose you know obviously being a hairdresser you 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 like people it's not a job you could do if you didn't so obviously mm-hmm. i love being with people i kind of feel it's another step on i mean i do still do my hairdressing hairdressing is making people look and feel better so really i'm taking those two things and and still applying it but to people that are in a different way people that need it differently so working with people going through cancer treatment that's going to cause um, hair loss or thinning hair or issues to the scalp so the job involves supporting them from the minute they're diagnosed to throughout their treatment to when it finishes so the sort of 
you know, questions that we get asked or the support that is required from us is, you know, when, when I'm going to say ladies, we do support men and children, mm-hmm. teenagers, but the majority are women. You know, when they first diagnose, one of the first things they want to know is, are they going to lose their hair? And then, of course, along from that comes the questions like, well, when, when am I going to lose it? You know, what do I do about it? Should I cut it all off? Shall I let it fall out? What, shall I get a wig? You know, all, all these sort of questions come into their minds. And, um, you know, this is where we come into it because we're able to support them with all those answers. We can't tell them what to do, but we can guide them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sort of, again, during, the, during their treatment as well, um, different questions come up, you know, suddenly somebody's hair free now they've they've seen their scalp for the first time in their life and it, you know it's like well how do I look after it you know what do I do with it um and uh, you know can I put something on it all these sort of questions sort of arise from a situation that's unfamiliar to them so as I say and then again when they through the other end when they come out the other end you know one of the first questions or there's two questions it's like you know when can I have my first haircut and uh, and <laughs> when can I have my first hair color so they're normally yeah. There's, you know, two questions that, that come out of the other end. So so what I enjoy about it is is just being there for people, you know, mm-hmm. being able to, to help and guide them, answer questions that perhaps other people can't do, just ease their journey of anxiety a little bit, you know, around their sort of hair loss or hair thinning journey. You know, when I first was offered the job, a lot of people sort of thought, oh, oh, isn't that going to be a bit sad? Isn't, you know, that's very not as upbeat as you know the sort of normal hairdressing yes role. yes yeah but you know what it's it's not sad you know people aren't you know obviously people are, are anxious and, and frightened but generally no you know it's it's not a sad role it's quite empowering and yeah. um and and for me as well because it's really it's really nice to know that you can help someone you can alleviate any sort of not physical pain but emotional pain you know just by being there and giving them some answers and 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 support really so yeah that's so you feel like you're you're kind of giving back then and you're doing absolutely yeah Yeah, absolutely definitely yeah because you've spent a life i mean you have literally spent a lifetime haven't you in hairdressing did you start straight (laughs) did you go straight in as a junior i did i i started when dinosaurs were still roaming the land (laughs) (laughs) Feels like it, <laughs> and now and now I'm one of those dinosaurs. So <laughs> uh, yeah, I have been doing. Uh, yeah, I literally left school at 16, went straight into an apprenticeship, um, an old-fashioned apprenticeship where you actually learn on the job. I didn't go to college at that point. I mm-hmm. learned the trade on the job in a, a salon in Mayfair in London. So how long did you stay hairdressing for in, in the UK? Because you obviously then went abroad, didn't you? So. Yeah, I did. Um, but I didn't do hairdressing. I went to Bermuda for three and a half years, but I didn't actually do any hairdressing when I was out there. Um, I worked in a health spa, but I didn't do I didn't work in the I didn't realise that. Yes, oh. something else you've learned about yeah, me. Yeah, you see, you see. <laughs> you know, we've, learned, we've known each other all these years and suddenly you start having conversations on a podcast and you find out all sorts of things. About. It's all about being curious, folks. Ask your friends. Just go and spend half an hour having a chat with your friends and start asking questions. It's really interesting, you know, when you start to hear about people's history, what they've done and what what sort of forms their life and where they are. Because, yeah, people have... I think people are fascinating, which is obviously what happens with hairdressing because you, you hear people's stories as well, don't you? 
Yeah, probably some stories that we shouldn't hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, I heard somewhere there was some poll and, and um, hairdressers came out top as having the, the, the happiest profession. And I, yeah, I, I could, I can, well, I'm not, not the only profession that, that um, you know, causes happiness. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it isn't a job that you could do if you didn't enjoy it, you know, um, you really couldn't and I think that's why sometimes people do give up or you know they go into other careers because it's just not for them especially when mm -hmm. you start out it's long hours um, <laughs> very low pay and uh, it can be quite grueling um, but but no it's a it's a, it's a fantastic um, you know career I mean I did at one point feel that I wanted to give it up and I did train to be a um, aerobics teacher um, ah. Did you know that as well, Sarah? Oh, I'm not sure that I did. I did. You're looking good. You're feeling fine. Oh, one, two, three. Was it in the days of thong leotards and um, and, and 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 stripy stripy leg warmers? <laughs> no, I think we just bypassed that era. <laughs> Oh dear, I remember those days. I have visions of me wearing my, uh, I think I had some turquoise ribbed knee length tights, you know, and uh, yeah. a purple thong leotard that I wore over the top. How attractive. Yeah, they were, yeah, they were very um, popular in the 80s, weren't they? Mm. So, yeah, <laughs> with, the, with the headbands. Oh yes, I had one of those as well. And wristbands, headbands, yes. all, everything matching, neon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, no, it wasn't that era. <laughs> Not it was just after. I didn't end up pursuing it. And do you know what, what's really funny is that when I had my son, his father worked shift work. Um, so it just wasn't possible to go back to salon because, you know, it just didn't fit into our, the mm -hmm. way we worked as a family. And it got me thinking again. I thought, well, 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 you know, I'm a hairdresser, I'm trained. I must be able to use these skills somehow. And that's when I... Um, went and did my teaching degree in hairdressing so that I could then become a college lecturer which would fit uh, in with my son and then later my daughter um, because of the school holidays so I kind oh, of tweaked my career a little bit I that didn't realise that either you are this talking Sarah <laughs> I know we were going we're going, we're going to have to so you, so you did a teaching degree so you actually teach so you can train teachers um, not so much teachers, train, sorry, train hairdressers. Train hairdressers. Yeah, I was a college lecturer in London for several years. Oh, wow. Which was before I met you as well. So, oh, yeah. crikey. Then, but then you ended up working more in colour, didn't you? Yeah, so I did. So once they grew older and I wasn't so much tied to um, the school holidays, then, yeah, I went to work for well as a, um, an educator. So still, still training hairdressers, but not training them to be hairdressers. They were already trained but they wanted to come on various sort of specialized courses within the color world if that makes sense well it wasn't just color it was lots of other courses mm -hmm. that well are offered but yeah so yeah I did that for for many years and I think that's what I must have been doing when I met you so it's interesting isn't it when you sort of start to think about hairdressing you know you sort of think about somebody doing sort of the cuts the colors and things like that but there are so many and I guess this is true of you know so many walks of life you know there are so many other options if you choose to sort of look and explore mm. because you know it's tapping into your talents and your passions and what it is that you enjoy and obviously you've stayed with hairdressing which is brings you back round to where you are now that you're still using it but in a yeah. in a completely in a completely yeah. different way and one that's sort of more fulfilling um, but you've obviously yeah. also got you've also got your freelance clients if anybody wants the haircutting in sort of the Enfield area of London 
Yeah. Or California. Yeah. Lorraine did say she doesn't mind being flown out. Yeah, anywhere globally, I'm more than happy to, to you know. <laughs> in fact... Tickets and I'll be there. <laughs> in fact, that's something we haven't mentioned and we've only got like a two or three minutes left, but you have got a little bit of a travel bug about you, haven't you? I do, I do. I mean, I love England. I had my, my Union Jack flag out for the Jubilee. And, um, you know, we've got a beautiful country, but... Um, we've also got a beautiful world and I just love to go and you know see how how it looks on the other side and uh, mm. different cultures different experiences so yeah I do I do love to travel obviously I've had my wings clipped a bit as all of us the last few years but um, yeah planning to get back out again and make up for lost time very shortly it's been fab doing this I mean we had this conversation didn't we when I was last down visiting in fact well, I should be back again very soon because obviously we live quite apart. We can't, we can't just pop round for coffee or a tea. But mm. I should be travelling down to see Lorraine because we're going to go and see Queen and Adam Lambert at the O2 together very soon. So I can't yeah. wait. It's only been rearranged, what, four times? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then and then Lady Gaga shortly after yes. that, she's back again. That's yes, yes. And then we saw months. obviously, <laughs> and we saw Mamma Mia the party twice, didn't we? That was another story. We won't go into that now. But that's, that's another podcast. <laughs> oh, another podcast. Absolutely. Actually, my friend went down to see Abba the Voyage at the weekend. Oh, and okay. she said it was amazing. You've got tickets to that, haven't you? Yeah, in August. I'm, I'm yeah. going. Yeah. Good. You see, that's yeah. another of Lorraine's, Lorraine, as I say, I touched on it earlier, but one of Lorraine's passions is, is music and theatre, so that's why I like to go down, because yeah. she's always I good do, at finding tickets. I do tickets. love organising an event, don't I? Yeah, <laughs> an event, travel, all sorts. This is why we get on, you see. <laughs> and, you can, and hopefully all of the listeners can tell, and that's, that's what friendship's about, isn't it? It's not about having somebody that's pulling you down, it's about having somebody that's sort of cheering you on and supporting you, and there for each other, and yeah. anyway... Anyway, so if anybody wants to get in touch with Lorraine, whether it be Cancer Hair Care or whatever, how do they, how do they find you? Well, with Cancer Hair Care Charity, there's a website um, which is cancerhaircare.co.uk, um, or you can email the charity, which is support at cancerhaircare.com. If anyone wanted to speak to me uh, or contact me, you can just make market for my attention, and I would get it. Um, that way and obviously if you do want to fly her out to the states just just drop a note to me and yeah. I'll get in touch with Lorraine hey. and she'll be on a flight <laughs> yeah. anywhere globally it'll be fantastic <laughs> indeed indeed <laughs> she'll, she'll bring yeah. a Harvey Nicks voucher with us it's fine <laughs> yeah. I don't think it'll take long to it. spend that will it no that's true you'll probably buy an eyeshadow <laughs> Yeah, just the one. <laughs> oh, Lorraine, this has been brilliant. This has been brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on board and making a, kind of a bit of a different uh, episode. So I hope the listeners have enjoyed it. And if you have, please do uh, rate, review, follow, subscribe, whatever you do on your platform. And uh, we say, yeah, thank you for thank you for listening. And I hope you've had fun listening to Lorraine and I sort of chatter away. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and obviously I found out more about Lorraine in the meantime, which is great. And uh, I know. I'll have to it's... hit you with some more surprises next time I yeah, see you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and we're going to carry on carry on entering those competitions. And if you see yeah. and actually listeners, if you see some competitions, go for it. Don't pay anything to enter, but if they're good at competitions or local competitions or even newspaper competitions, just go for it. You never know what where they might take you. You might find yourself in Italy and then with a new friend for life. <laughs> And with that, I shall say goodbye and thank you so much for listening. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. 
Thanks for listening to the Harnessing Happiness podcast with Sarah J. Naylor. If you took value from the content, please follow the show on your podcast app. And to find out more about Sarah's ape mindset, visit sarahjnaylor.com. That's sarahjnaylor.com.